rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mozart is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you 100 years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast the crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling I'm feeling like. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Tricks is on the house. All right, we're back. Hey, hey, hey. Motherfuckers. Hello, hello, world. Uh, welcome to another episode of Models Talks, a safe place for keeping the player where we keep it kosher every time. The time. All the time. 24 7, 365, baby. Um, nah, I'll be, I be turning that shit off sometimes. I, you I turn, turn it off? off? Yeah, I have business hours of being a real nigga. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know my office hours are from 9 to 5. I probably turn it off at about 11 30. AM? 11 30 AM? Nah, PM. PM. Night uh, night. So before you go to bed, you turn your real nigga off. Yeah, it's like 11 at night to 11 in the morning. I'm Don't, don't trust me to be stand up or stand up guy. Okay. I mean, listen, being player is about recognizing, you know, your faults and being true to yourself. If you yeah, know man. that you're not going to be a player in person from 11 uh, p.m. to 11 a.m., you tell people, you know, ahead of time. No, see, now yeah. I'll say, like, I wouldn't say that I'm not player. It's just when you talk, we're talking about we keep it kosher every mm-hmm. time, all the time, I might hurt your feelings and say something really mean. That's what I mean. Like, I'm still going to be okay. player, but okay. there's less of a, a kindness to me. Okay. If you wake me up early in the morning and late at night, I'm not that kind. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. The players don't go off. It's not like I just become a fake nigga. It's just I might not be as as Christian as I should be. Okay. Let me say that. <laughs> there you go. I don't. I don't, I don't think I ever invite evaluated my my player uh, office hours. Hmm. Every player. Every player got office hours. Yeah, I'm gonna come back to you. I'm gonna come back to the. You gotta shut down the recharge. You gotta shut down the recharge. I'm gonna come back to the office hours. You know, maybe next week, give an update when I think Mm -hmm. my office hours are. But um, it's the last episode of the year. Uh, Tell me, that's what you told me. You know, today we are recording on the 27th. Next time we'll meet, we'll post the episode. We'll be on the 5th of January. So this is officially the last episode of the year. Uh, it's been a trying year, to, say, right, the least, to say the least. But um, but how you doing, uh, Terry? You know, how was your week? How was your Christmas? You know, um, get Santa, Christmas, Santa take care of you? Christmas was good. Santa, Santa showed up and like <laughs> we was talking about before, like I was actually in the spirit, you know, I was playing Christmas music. I watched a couple classics Friday after next, The Preacher's Wife. Number two, I always got a hit. The Preacher's Wife will always put me in the Christmas spirit. And then Friday after next will get me in the right bag too. Um, but Christmas was good. Santa showed up. Um, you know, I gave and I received and it was very nice. And um, it, was, it, it was a good Christmas. How was your Christmas? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was normal. You know, not too much gift giving this year. Uh, I, we, uh, we're working on a wedding, 
so you know take take a little bit off on that end you know what I'm saying giving gifts for the the bigger gift at the you know when that day comes and I also have and I also have a music video to fund so <laughs> so I can't really spend too much. the investments you you you're investing in yeah I have investments that I'm taking care of so I can't really I, I wasn't able to um you know give too much except love uh but in terms of <laughs> hey you lucky you you were able to get that off because yeah. not everyone can get that off yeah i mean but in, in general um it was a good christmas you know i watched christmas movies all day you know uh like i said i had friday hit the classics friday after next i had uh you know a christmas story um That's a, you always gotta do a christmas story come on now come on now shout out to my man jingle, did you jingle all the way I didn't hit Jingle All the Way, Arnold but Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, that's 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 one from my, my childhood. And uh, you know, Mecca Mecca wasn't uh, isn't um isn't well versed in Christmas movies like the di- diaspora, a Christmas movie. So she knows. Hey, you but know. you know what I like? Some Christmas movies. Some movies are Christmas movies that you don't even know as Christmas movies. Like yeah. I just found out that Lethal Weapon. Technically yeah. a Christmas movie. The die first Hard one is because Die Hard is a Christmas die movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um. Continue about she did she not hit to the diaspora? Yeah, the diaspora. You know, uh, you know, a nightmare before Christmas is a you know classic Christmas movie. Uh, you know, got it. We hit Elf. Got to hit Elf. You know, hit. Uh-huh. That's the classic, but man, whatever. Home Alone one, Home Alone two. Home Alone movies. one and two. Got two. I prefer two. I do too. You know, and uh, reevaluating those movies as a thirty year old man. Come on, son. Like. The parents His parents should have been locked. <laughs> Son, they listen all of that shit, and not one cop was like, "We need to take y'all in, and we need to ch- charge y'all with nothing." Come on, like the first Twice. one, they could have got off. The first one could have got off. Got got off. Like, oh, he was at the house the whole time. That's fine. The second one, he was in a whole another state. You know what I'm saying? And then I always remember, like, yo, why didn't they get somebody just to go over there and and um, get the kid? But everybody they called was also out of town. I forgot what, but Macaulay Culkin parents was trash, (laughs) like garbage. And then like, there's a couple things like I noticed. The older brother was a bitch ass nigga, Buzz. Both times he was the rooted, he was the root of the issue. Home Alone 1. Kevin! uh, He wanted to eat a slice of cheese pizza, but Buzz like, ate his cheese pizza and then said like, yeah, I'll give it back to you, but when I throw it up. And that made Kevin try to fight him. So they put Kevin up into the, the attic and then they forgot him. But then the second time, he had a solo during the Christmas play. Kevin had a solo during the Christmas play. This man, his older brother, who should be old, is older, should be wiser than him, decides to play a prank with him by putting like, they had like these fake little candle jumps like behind his ears and shit, and like try to pl- like play his head, like uh, play on his head like a drum kit. Like you're old, bruh. Leave me alone. But they didn't give they didn't give Buzz the energy. They gave Kevin. I didn't like that. But then the the kicker was at the end of Home Alone two. The father gets the bill. It's like a little less than a thousand dollars. He screams. He gets mad at Kevin. I didn't remember seeing because that's something that as a 30-year-old you're gonna pay attention to. When you're a kid, you ain't even you don't even know, like I'm not looking at the amount, you just think it's a lot. It was only it was under a thousand? It was like nine hundred. He was mad 
about the bill? He's mad about the bill, but you left me in New York to fend for myself, a 10-year-old. You really trying to kill me. <laughs> like, niggas was on his, niggas was on his head top. Right. I tweeted, Kevin could have ended up an episode of SVU, nigga. Somebody could have slit. If he wasn't a rich kid, to that boy. If he wasn't a rich kid, and he wasn't slick, he wouldn't have, yeah, it would have been over. Yeah, well, fuck Kevin's parents, but shout out to Kevin. But are we going to talk about one thing? Are we going to talk about how Denzel Washington was an angel, but there was a whole bunch of sexual tension between him and Whitney Houston? <laughs> <laughs> like he was about to strike Whitney. Like, if this nigga was an angel, but he was he was about to take Whitney down. He they was. don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about that. I mean, listen, angels are supposed to be non, I guess, non-binary or, you know say asexual. You know yeah, asexual. That's it. Asexual. Nah. But- Denzel's about to give it a digging lane. And Whitney, listen, that was Whitney Prime right there. Nobody be mad at him. Even God couldn't be mad at him. Shout out to Whitney, man. Yeah. No one talks about that movie. Or not not in the sense of like Denzel was gonna strike if they gave him like maybe one more scene. And shout out to um what's the mom from mom from Blackish? Jennifer Lewis. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lewis been fine for a long like now that you Jennifer Lewis is about 60, 70 now, but 40, 40 that is a beautiful older woman. Jennifer Lewis. I need a poster of Jennifer Lewis. I heard those stories. She used to get a popping too. Oh, she said it on Breakfast Club how she yeah. was a little roller back in the day. <laughs> she, she <talked laughs> about, and when she and she kicked that leg up too, you know she she an old ho, but see, that's why when you when you be when you are bigger than life. You could do a lot of shit. Like Jennifer Lewis is a big personality. She could do her whole shit, but she owned it. And she like, I did what I wanted to do with who I wanted to do with it. It's it's a lot of ownership to her shit. So it's not like she's ashamed of her, her past. So shout out to Jennifer Lewis, man. Man, that's the story of life, man. If you own your shit, no one really, no one can talk shit about you. Yeah, man, 100%. Mm. Shout out to Jennifer Lewis, man. And I realized, uh, what's her name? What's Brandy from, uh, I can't remember, Land Whitfield? Not Land Wilfo. Brandy from uh Thin Line Between Love and Hate. What's it? Oh uh shit, what's her real name? Lynn. Lynn, Lynn, Lynn Winfield. Whitfield. Yeah, I said that Lynn Winfield. She was fine too. She been fine. Oh, she been fine, yeah. She been, she been fine. fine. Mm. Listen, the nineties the had them them joints, bro. Like now, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just because we were children and we saw them so they hold a different place in our heart, but Man, from Nia right. Long to Sanaa, I was Lathan. watching. I was watching the Best Man Holiday. They fine too. Now that's the movie gonna make me fuck cry. That one got me. That one got me when I because I didn't see it coming. I I did not see that shit when she took her hair off and she had well, cancer. My, it was Maya. Maya had the Maya had cancer. It was uh more it was Maya. my wife. Yeah, yes, Maya. That shit. But and then we talk about hoes before that. You see how uh, uh, Regina Hall character wholeness came back. Yeah, I was, I was like, I don't even. Remember. Oh, I like when I watched it again. I was like, damn man, she was all up on YouTube giving that college niggas a dome the top. Like, damn. She was she was your your she was just like your shorty Tiana Taylor Tiana yeah. not Tiana Tiana damn I'm fucking Tiana Trump Tiana Trump. Yes, Listen. people, I'm, I'm in the Christmas spirit and I'm drinking some bourbon. So if I slur my words a little bit, people, you can attribute <laughs> it to the to the bourbon. You know what I'm saying? We, li- we live in life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also, uh, 
I watched this Christmas again. That's a good one. I watched That's this Christmas. That was one of the first. That was one of the first ones I watched, man. That was one. And this, Mama, that cast was crazy. So yeah, that was a great cast. I was say, Mama, Mama had some real trauma with music. <laughs> yeah, she was like, niggas, <laughs> babe. She didn't want niggas to be talented, <laughs> because it took her men away from her. You know, yeah. The music took her husband, and but the husband trash, bro. Yeah. yeah. How you just have a family? And then get up one day and move to Paris and be like, and then don't do nothing for your kids ever. Yeah. Yeah. So Real I see why she Yeah. And Idris was an ancient nigga too. Like he was 100%, 100%. But see, we're gonna talk about that one. Like the people saying in it. Y'all not ready for that conversation. How how the how the dark skinned brothers always gotta have the, the most shit with them. Yeah. And then you know, Chris Brown, the light skin, was a baby, and uh he was a he was the the shining light of the family. Bro, the whole movie, he was fuck. He was he was he was the man. He had girls dropping gifts off for him. The nigga was in high school. He had a motorcycle. He was singing like shit. He just had a hidden talent where he could sing. This is out of nowhere. <laughs> Taking photographs and shit. <laughs> Got a thousand dollar camera for before Christmas. And she, uh, we never gonna talk about how. Uh, was it my dear? She had a she had a friend. She, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when they call it a friend. Uh, I, I, Grandma she, had a friend. God rest his soul. Yeah, his friend is just he always he's always at the house, but we don't know who he is to her. Like he's yeah. there. She ain't yeah. on him like that. You know what I'm saying? Spend time with the family. Bell out. Idris with 10k out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? He been there for 20 years, but they still ain't married. But listen. Dear, living in sin, living in sin. But she, my dear, you know, mother gonna have some heat for you if you got a friend. Oh, who's your friend? Who's your friend? Your friend coming? Oh, what about you your friend? Much, but don't you can't say shit about her friend. Yeah, <laughs> damn sure you can't say nothing about her friend. Everybody know you fucking Mr. Johnny. <laughs> Everybody know Mr. Johnny be in your bed at night, grandma. She's she's a god fearing woman, so she can't act like she don't be having Mr. Johnny come in there and slide her some sneaker, some sneaker a little a little pipe. Yeah, Mr. Johnny sneaking her the pipe, and you know Mr. Johnny gave lay that good pipe because he been around for twenty years. He ain't going nowhere. Mr. Johnny ain't gone nowhere. Been 10, 10, 15 years. You might as well you might as well be your stepdaddy. But they ain't gonna make it official because. Cause she, cause, cause she ain't married to him. Shout out to, to Mr. Johnny. Shout out to the, the black. Shout out to Christmas movies in general, man. You know what I'm saying? They just, uh, it's a different energy, um, especially black ones. You know when, mm-hmm. just like it's that. De- definitely, it's the it's the family dynamic in black Christmas movies that make it so special. Because it can yeah, be man. messy or it can be hilarious, as you can see in. This Christmas versus you know and uh, Friday at the next. Uh, shout out to the classes, but uh, Terry, you got anything to keep it funky with this week? The last week of the year, I believe I do. You know I gotta attack women. I love it. I gotta attack them, but <laughs> I attack them. But um, I saw a tweet and it was reposted somewhere. And I just wanted to call, I like to, I'm going to call it how I see it. And I'm calling out the bullshit on both sides of the fence. 
know what I'm saying? It seems to be a narrative that men are the worst things and men are the reason why everything is so bad and they play their part. But women enable and they and they have their shit too, especially when it comes to relationship dynamics. It, it is equal opportunity. So let me read this tweet to you. The tweet says, I always picked men that I sense were hurting or in need of love because I thought they would appreciate me the most. Mm-hmm. Never thought they'd take advantage of me. Never realized they wouldn't be able to love me back the way I deserved. Sis, you just explained, you just, you just called yourself out in your own goddamn tweet. You literally said, I've always picked men that I sense were hurt or in need of love. Why are you picking out the stragglers in the bunch and going after them? You picking out the wounded antelope and talking about, oh, I'm going to pick the wounded one because then I'm going to nurse him back to health so then he'll love me the most because so, so that he won't hurt me. What are you talking about? And then you're talking about, the, and then I didn't realize they didn't love me the way I deserved. Clearly said you picked hurt people. What do hurt people do, Chris? Hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. So you're telling me I'm gonna get someone that's hurt, and I'm that's like saying, yeah, I gave a poor man something he gonna appreciate. I'm gonna give him the little bit that I got, and he's gonna appreciate it because he ain't got shit. No, that is not how things work. And and then and then I feel like the undertone of her shit was niggas didn't love her right, and them niggas did her wrong. You started out with the wrong mentality from the gate. Mm-hmm. I'm pick, you tell you literally said that you're targeting hurt people. You know what? You know what this is? <clears throat> this is a case of the toxic pick me. This is a new level of pick me. The pick me is taking their their need to be had and placing it on another person. You know what I'm saying? Because they see somebody that needs that needs to be helped. Of course, she wants to help her person, but she's hurt internally. She wants to feel chosen, and the other way, instead of feeling chosen about her pickminess of doing like things that get people's attention, she's gonna go take it. And now the man is gonna feel like he needs her because she's helping him, and that satisfy her pickme ego. This is a toxic pick me. And the pick me, the pick me, we're gonna we gonna have to have a pick me conversation before too. Like it's it's a one way to like just to to be and to always put your put your attributes forward. But when you out here try to sell yourself like, oh I cook, I clean, I suck dick on command, I I I keep my toes down, I keep my hair done. Didn't nobody ask you on this shit. And yeah. and women's favorite line is we don't do it for niggas, we do it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. No bitch. Mm. You did that for a nigga, bitch. Mm. Especially this one. Mm. It was it was just appalling to me that she had the nerve to try to to, to, to wipe herself of all guilt in the, in the in the in the situation of her being hurt by people or being disappointed because they didn't match your love. You clearly said you picking niggas that didn't know about love. Don't go after broken people and be mad that they broken. You should go after someone that you see as whole. And you're already whole. And when y'all wholly come together, y'all can maximize each other. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna bring anybody down because you're both work either working on yourselves to become as complete and whole as you can, or 
your your whole. You know what I'm saying? Like you're working towards this goal, not like oh I see this person down. Let me let me pick them up and they gonna appreciate. They gonna suck me for life. No, like and you said before, like a nigga said, yeah, I stand by the bar and wait for drunk bitches because they're easy to fuck. You're targeting you these people. Canceled. 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 So, so he said, yeah, I only fuck drunk bitches because they don't remember me and I can leave in the morning. <laughs> what? Canceled. Listen, two wrongs don't two wrongs don't make a right, but you made the first wrong turn. It was it was it was crazy to me, and it, and then also underneath that, you know, people was like, "Yes, yeah, sis, you gotta find someone know how to love you." I'm like, "Did you not hear her opening? She you know, saw listen, someone. We know, and she wasn't know, helping people out of the dead. We know accountability is not the strong suit of the other gender, so they're not gonna no, see not. that. No, no, no. Come on, man. Come on." So. It was just, I just I just want to keep it funky about the toxicity that is across humans. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their shit with them. Every every sex or non-sex, non-gender, whatever. Every human has their shit with them. And the narrative that the only people that got shit with them is niggas, because niggas is the ones always dogging people out or whatever. The niggas hurt the most. No. And you going, you going, you going uh later on, you're gonna show how uh, the other the other, how the women be hurting niggas too. Just crushing niggas whole whole lives. Their whole, their whole what's the word? Their whole egos just be like a like a sun kiss can. Speaking of crushing niggas lives, I want to read into a couple of tweets of uh, one of my favorite accounts <laughs> of the past week. It's called Dudes Who Are Down Bad, a.k.a. That's the name of the account? The account is called Down Bad Patrol. That's a horrible account. And I just want to just read how, how women can influence a man's day, a man's week, a man's year. So the first one I'm going to read is this was posted five hours ago. The man says, do you want to smoke? It's a good question, you know what I'm saying? Obviously he knows, he's texting the woman, they know they smoke. It's an easy question to ask to be around somebody. Seems like he's gonna smoke the woman out. Let's keep reading. Yeah. She says, I don't think so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be done. I don't think I'm gonna be done anytime soon, sorry. All oh, man. That's okay. Get your work done. That's what he says. He's being, next tweet. He's being he's being good. He's being yeah. Good. The next tweet, she sends somebody the address. She sends her address. Mm -hmm. uh, then she says, "Oh my God, sorry, wrong person." What? <laughs> she was studying. I, I thought you're studying, studying, but you're sending your address out. Maybe it's for food delivery. No, food deliveries. You you can go to the app. You can go to the app on a food delivery. So you know she's capping. Big cap. The next but one listen. I want to read. The next one I want to read. This is even worse. The guy tweets. Uh, the guy texts her. Lunch date at noon? Question mark. She says, "Yeah, I'm eating breakfast right now." He says, what you having? 
Tinder guy made me eggs. The guy says, Tinder date? She says, yeah, that's why I wasn't texting last night. He says, oh, cool. Oh, he's hurt. Why is she giving up this information? She trying to put, see, a lot of this shit, they be trying to put niggas in their place. You telling me to pick up the wine. <laughs> Nigga picked up the wine <laughs> off that one. First of all, why are you telling me you, you got your eggs scrambled and now he's scrambling eggs in the morning? Is this what you're telling me? Uh-huh. You could have left me out of that. You, you could have just not texted me. No mm. response is a response, but she had to give a response. Mm. Dirty bitch. Dirty bitch. What's the, what's the one I, we, we were talking about yesterday? That was the one I heard too. Here we go. The guys, the girl says, uh, he's texting. Yes, I really need to go out and do cute Christmas stuff. He says, so you want to go on a date? She says, yes, in all caps, right? I just need to find a guy to go with. He says, (laughs) bitch, I'm a guy. He says, I'm a guy guy to go with. He says, I'm a guy to go with. What'd she say to her after that? She said, no. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. She put left. Four, she put seven to eight O's on her no and said, ha, ha, ha. Bitch, why you texting me? Like, you know what? The thing that used to really affect my ego back in the day is when a woman would write me off completely as a sexual being. Like, you act like I'm not giving out dick. Like, when you, like, she literally, she disrespected his whole manhood. He said, I'm a guy. (laughs) <laughs> Which was a horrible. That, I would say though, that's a very weak approach, my brother. Sure, that's a terrible. That's a terrible line. That's a terrible line. I'm a guy. No, bitch. I'm taking you out. Get your get your shoes on. Grab your coat. We going here. That was a weak approach. So, but when she came back with the no, oh my god, I'm gonna give you Pain. exactly the number of O's in that bitch too, just, just for the listener. Pain, bro. I just, I just want Nick. I just want women to know that they affect us so bad. And there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine O's in no. And the girl's name is Sierra. So future broke her heart later on, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yes, I really need to go out to do cute Christmas stuff. So you wanna go on a date? Yes, yes. She said yes, capital. He thought he was good. Yeah. I just need to find a guy to go with. And he should have been like, man, get your stuff ready. I'm about to come school. We out. Let's go. I'll be there. But he said, I'm a guy to go with. And then he did the laughing emoji. Don't laugh. Be serious. Don't laugh. And then she said no. And then she laughed back at your ass. But he is a guy. She tried to tell, are you saying no, I'm not going to go with you? Or no, I'm not a guy that you. Uh, That one hurt. That That one hurt me. But just to speak to this whole this whole thing, this whole topic. The curve is real, but the curve is humbling and it hurts. It lingers sometimes. That well, this curve. is what you need to do as a, uh, I'm gonna read one more, but what, what you're getting, what, what you're, I like where you're taking me right now where it's like the, the curve is humbling or the, mm-hmm. cur- the curve is real. This mm-hmm. is where like your playerness and your experience, you see the oop. You should have saw the oop. Yeah, it's like 
I need someone to go with. But then she said, then she wanted to start talking about doing cute stuff. So it's, see, that's what girls do though. They do shit like that that fucks with niggas' heads. They'll bring up something. And then when you're like, okay, I think this is an opening, they'll be like, oh, no, no, I was just talking. No, bitch, you seem like you wanted some dick later on. (laughs) (laughs) Not now. After we do the cute Christmas stuff, you seem like you want some cock. But no, you don't want my cock. It's okay. Yeah, don't. Somebody want it. Listen, and she gonna, I promise you, Shorty gonna be mad when she see him pulled up with a bad bitch. Oh, this, listen, they all, everything comes back to the gatekeeper. Well, he's not the gatekeeper for doing that, but yeah. she's going to give him attention once he does his own thing. Like, once he's not checking for her no more, she's going to be like, oh, you remember when we said about doing cute Christmas stuff? And then he'll be like, yeah, when you said I wasn't the guy. She's like, man, you know, I was just playing. Why are you taking it? No, I just, that's how I play. No, no, I don't play, I don't like, play that. like that. <laughs> I don't play like that. <laughs> I don't play with my feelings. <laughs> but go ahead. You was going somewhere. And I, but the playerness, I just, I'm going to make this point. And then you wonder why men develop this thing where they, where they always keeping a lot of plate spinning or they shooting out a lot of shit. It's to spread out the, the, the numbers. You increase your numbers, your, your percentage goes up. So if he, if, if you send out 10 of these texts, four, four, two say no. Three say maybe, I'm horrible at math. <laughs> the number, you know what I'm saying? You get better, you know what I'm saying? You get like, oh shit, two said no, but I got three yeses and one maybe, boom, I feel good about myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. And women know, because women know this too, because they, they don't have seven niggas on their line, at least seven. Last one I'm gonna read, which is it's crazy, right? So starts off, he asked, she asked, what brings you on Tinder? Oh, shit. You know what Tinder is. Tinder is a dating app. It's about, you know, it, sh- it can be to find a relationship, but most times it's just for a little, a little fuck, a little fuck action. She, she <laughs> a little afternoon delight. Huh? A little afternoon delight. Yeah. <laughs> what brings you on Tinder? He goes, honestly, looking for something serious. Fuck being single. How about you, right? So he's telling her uh, 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 off the top, I'm looking for something serious. You know what I'm saying? And she has the right to pivot and be like, you know what, I'm not looking for that. Or, you know, I'm looking for that too. Mm -hmm. Here we go. She says, pretty much the same, but I'll be down to be friends with you though. We're on Friends. Tinder. We're on Tinder. Friends. Tinder is not you said a you're friendship. On the same, we're Tinder on the is same not a friendship shit. app. It's not. We're on the same type of time. I'm looking for a relationship. You're looking for a relationship. Why are you even texting me now? Why'd you even match with me? You're wasting his time. <laughs> Listen, this is why a lot of the time, this is why back in the day, I wouldn't listen to anything a woman said. Like, I would be like, I would like, say if I was on Tinder and I saw a profile that said not looking for hookups, I'd be like, oh, she looking for, you know what I'm saying? I would just infer the opposite just just to play with my own mind so that I know that whatever she come at me with is whatever she come at me with. 
Because if you, why are you talking about hooking up, but you don't want to hook up, but you, that's the first thing on your profile. So you think about fucking. Like, don't you have the match with the person? You have the match with the person, right? Yes, you do. You have to swipe like, right. He swipe right, and you swipe right on him. So obviously, mm-hmm. the person, the woman, she thought he was attractive of some sense. Something. You saw something. Or she was just swiping with her eyes closed. That happens too. Um, I, I just, I, I just can't, I, I, I can't deal with that, bro. Like, I'm like, why are you wasting my time? Now you yeah, it's definitely it. wasting time. See, my then time. that's why, that's why uh, a man who has not mastered his emotions will lash out and maybe say something hurtful after that type of interaction, because he feels like he's been played with, so he wants to be disrespectful, so you know, maybe not to play with him in that manner anymore, or maybe not play with another guy in that manner anymore. But he would not be wrong. If he called her out of her name, her God-given name, I'm gonna say he would still be wrong because you're supposed to handle your rejections with grace, and you're supposed to handle your nose. Your nose are just like you're, you're gonna get a lot of nose in life. You're gonna get more nose than yes. Sure, but you're wasting so, my time. You're playing with me, especially on Tinder. Don't play with me like that on Tinder. You know no, what we're here for. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. We could be friends, and that also used to, that probably would throw me off too. You on Tinder talking about looking for friends? What? Go to go to a pottery class. <laughs> go go to the library. Go to the go to the go to a park, and and go to a basketball court. You'll find friends. You know what I'm saying? Play a team sport. Join a league or something. Play, You're looking for play friends. Play a game, but don't play me, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. The curve. The curve is the curve is very humbling, and women don't even women know, or maybe they don't know. They know. Young women don't know, but these older women that are our age, Chris, they know what they've done to niggas. I asked a question on um, Twitter a while ago. I was like, do you think you've broken more hearts or you have your heart broken more times? And women try to act like, no, I've had my heart broken. No, you done broke niggas' hearts and you done, even, you done forgot about it. Yep. Women done broke niggas' hearts and then forgot that they even, that that nigga, that they even did that shit to that nigga. So. I'd rather you just, just, Ghost me, then try to friend zone me when we were not even on that type of time. Yeah, man. It takes me. a lot. It takes a lot of um growth as a man to be able just to you know what I'm saying. Especially when you like you have everything that they say they want, and then they do some shit that's against it. You be like, I you you told me this is what you wanted, then I do it, and then it's not what you want. That's the mind fuck for real niggas. You be like, you said you want this, this, and this. I gave you this, this, and this, and that still ain't what you want. That's when a nigga might be like, you dirty bitch. You confused little hoe. <laughs> what the game But was? you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Just for the record, that's not how you should uh, articulate your, your frustration with the person. But emotions are emotions. They're hard to control and bottle up sometimes. It takes a very trained Jedi, a very trained player to just take shit on the chin and then just pivot and do his own thing. I mean... All I can say is a shout out to the uh, Deacon Future. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy world out here. So, I salute all the single people out there, men and women, that are in the trenches. Mm-hmm. With this yeah, every day. Single life, single life is a, is a, is, a, is a maze of fuckery. Salute I don't you. miss it. I don't miss it like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just relationship drama is 
way different than like single drama. At least you know yeah. what you're dealing with. You know the devil you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. And you and you got and you kind of have you have a dog in the fight. But that that single, it's like a fight. You'd be like, what is this for? Like, why am I going through this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is is very uh, it's a conundrum. And then and also when you catch a legitimately crazy person when you single, you be like, yo, this person is not rational. They don't have no type of understanding. Like a legit crazy nigga yeah. or bitch. That that also it jades you when you catch like, yo, this motherfucker don't make no sense. Yeah. I mean, you're playing with your mind. That's what I'm saying. That's why we're trying to give you the player advice. I hope all the men they receive these texts have learned from it and then came to the side of Nevadius. You know what I'm saying? Came to Team Nevadius and just carried themselves like a real, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, what, for better or worse, what they say about future, he has a lot of taxes that will keep you as the winner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you built. You won't be the one getting the sex. You will be the one sending it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least <laughs> you your heart. Saying? At least your heart will be, you know, guarded. Because look, if if the one nigga about the Christmas jump would have responded, "I'm good, love, and joy," <laughs> it would have been it would have been a different day in his life. When she said, "I want to do cute Christmas stuff," and he would have been like, "I'm good, love, and joy." <laughs> yeah, it would have been a different. It would have been a different little. You know what I'm saying? That's why. Listen. Everybody wants to be a nice person, but the world make it cold. Make it cold. Facts. Uh, well, speaking of the world, uh, we wanted to try to do a recap of 2020. And unlike what you'll probably hear on other podcasts or on the news or, you know, music and things like that, we're kind of trying to do a positive spin on it. So, of course, the low-hanging fruit is that 2020 was some bullshit. It's easy. It's easy to say because it still is bullshit. We still got three days left. Four days. I think it's 31 days in January. We got four days left and there still could be some bullshit in this year. But what we're going to try to do and we spent a good amount of pre-production trying to figure out how to spend a lot of this shit but what we're going to do is do a 2020 recap of the positives that happened. Um, so let's start it off. So one thing that I think we, myself and Terry, realized uh, with the, the pandemic that we're still going through, why not people are going still at home or, you know, you know, business ain't, we're not fully open because of COVID-19. What we realized that the government can give us stimulus checks, mm. and say, "Well, we'll, we'll, we'll come, we'll come, we'll come back around to what you want to talk about the stimulus checks." But with mm-hmm. the stimulus checks, black people realize, even though we already knew this, but they re realize, "Oh, y'all really bullshitting on these reparations. Y'all really can make this shit happen. If you can make a nine hundred trillion dollar bill." whatever and put $1200 in our account way back in March, you know what I'm saying? What's the deal with reparations? Why is there a hold up on it? I think that even though it hasn't happened yet, I think now we've seen it as a culture like, "Oh, y'all playing with us. This can really happen. There's no excuses now." I think that's a positive of 2020. Thoughts? Yeah. 
Yeah. Bro, the the government always has money for what they want to have money for. We they always they always talk about the military spending, shit like that. They want to bail out the banks. They want to bail out the auto industry. They got the bread because we give it to them. It come out of your check before you even see it. <laughs> the jack move been put in place. They just take the money and they line their pocket. Yeah. They line the the contractors, the contracting companies that they already own. The, the, they give they give the the uh, the licenses and the shit to the people they already own. They get the you know what I'm saying the contracts get the people they already know. They're giving the money to themselves. They don't like to give the money to nobody but themselves. It's a secret society. The the elites, the motherfuckers that's in Congress and the legislative branches of each state and all that shit like that. The bread is there because if the bread wasn't there, then the shit that they wanted, then 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 all the people that got them elected wouldn't be happy. Mm-hmm. Why the roads fucked up? Why the schools fucked up? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what we that's what we supposed to be taxpayers. That's what we supposed to be paying for. Infrastructure shit. Programs, social services, institutions that's supposed yep. to help the people. Cause shit, y'all take the money before I even see it. Yep. And reparations sure and they always talk about studying the first and the fifteenth. And then not giving benefits to the people that need it. Why why the veterans is always on the street with a goddamn sign? And they risk their life for this bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 corrupt, and we know it's corrupt because humans are corrupt. But it's like this reparations topic. They want to talk about we we're gonna institute a law to study it, motherfucker. While y'all studying this shit, give niggas make make sure black people don't gotta pay taxes until y'all done with the study. Let's see if y'all could do for some months or some years without the taxes from the black people. I'm just saying, it ain't that hard, bro. It ain't that hard to find a plan of action to give back to the descendants of slaves. It's not that hard. Yeah. There, there's people in college that have wrote, there's been plenty of essays. I'm sure there's been plenty of research done on already. Y'all just, they're just not looking at it because why are we going to give them money? We gave them they, their freedom. Bro, they didn't have to do a, a study to figure out how to get people a stimulus check. No. So exactly, I don't- They saw like, what so- people needed and they went and they, and they tried to do it. And they still didn't even do that, goddammit. So, you know, I think with the, the shutdowns, we're seeing that. And I think like anything, like this whole year in general, right? Uh, this has been a year of awakening in terms of people, uh, you know, we've been at home for a long time, just being on social media, looking at the news, looking at, you know, what's going on in the media. I think this has been an awakening you know, in terms of our generation and generation before us of just like, you know what? Nah, this shit ain't sweet. Y'all out here trying to play play in front of us. And we, we, we really watching what niggas is doing, you know what I'm saying? In, in Washington and shit, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's a, you know, because of Donald Trump and we've been watching all his moves and now we're watching whatever what it hit, you know, what happens in the Senate and the House, you know, but just people in general, we're just, we're just not taking that bullshit anymore. We're aware of when people are trying to play in front of us, like because we were at home, you know, in 20, 2019 before we was out, we was we was living our lives, we was going to parties, we was going to concerts, we was traveling. We wasn't paying yeah, attention to going to Washington. More distractions. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's a positive. But they talk about as always. They talk about dismantling the system all the time. That's really the only way that anything's ever going to change. There needs to be a fundamental, fundamental means like a core key change in the way that the government is run and 
it just doesn't seem to happen because the power, this shit is going to collapse before this shit changes. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, it's unfortunate, but you hit it on the head. They, they, they could, they could come up with a hundred, hundred trillion dollar plan or $2 trillion plan, a hundred eighty, a $900 billion plan for the stimulus in a couple of months or when they should have been did it, they could come up with a plan to pay back the descendants of slaves in America. It's, come on. Um, did you want to touch on the stimulus before we go to the Well, next? the stimulus, we are, we, are, we all hear that the news is going on. They're, they're pushing through this bill. I think it made through Congress, made through the Senate, then Trump came through, talked about he wanted to give people $2,000, which was all a show. If you were really going to give people money, you should have did it while they were forming the bill, not after the bill is already formed and been voted on. They're not going to just go back and write that shit in. You have to do a whole different budget for some shit like that. Um, but six hundred dollars, man. We got they got twelve hundred dollars whenever we get, they got twelve hundred dollars. People who made under seventy five thousand a year, and now they're coming back with six hundred dollars, which didn't even come before the end of the year. The quarter is already about to be finished. People's people, I just got a notice from Demand. Fortunately, I've been blessed enough to continue to pay all my bills through this whole pandemic. But I got a bill from Demand the other day. Demand is an electric company that uh in Virginia. And they're talking about we know people are not being able to do da, da, da. We will not be cutting off anybody's electricity during this time of year. But you're still going to be that amount, whatever amount you haven't paid, that's the amount you still owe. They're not, they're not doing, they're doing a moratorium, but a moratorium means shit come back. Yeah, I would assume that that, that bill is just keep building the building. It just keep building up. So now they're talking about $600 to every, every person who makes under $75,000 a year. And it's like, it's too little, it's too late, it's an insult. We know it's an insult. And now they're bullshitting with the fucking insult. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're gonna come over and take a shit in your toilet, but, uh, and they gave like, we're gonna give you the time. But it's like, nah, we're not even gonna give you the time. No more. We're just gonna randomly shit in your toilet and then you don't even know when. So, you know what I'm saying? Make yeah. sure you leave some toilet paper in that bitch so we don't have to wipe our ass with your, with your, with your, with your rug. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, the system doesn't work. We see that, you know, it's about people getting the power and holding it. And the people on the bottom are the ones who hold up the system. And shout out to Travis Scott for saying this. It's way more of us than there are of them. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with being rich, but when you become, when you're that 1% of the world that makes all the decisions for the, everybody at the bottom, eat the rich. You know what I'm saying? Eat them and spit out the bones. And shit out the bones. Listen, I don't. It's you know, it's the nature of the beast. But the beast, somebody gotta slay it. You know what I'm saying? It gotta be somebody. Somebody gotta slay it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the six hundred dollars they playing, they playing, they playing in our face, bro. They playing with niggas now. Like I'm saying, like a lot of people are like, "Yo, y'all for real? Y'all really playing with us now?" Like that's what I'm saying. Like with 2020, people are like, "Oh, y'all really playing with us?" Like. You know what I'm saying like we got we got our 1200. And some people don't I know don't even didn't even get the 1200, but you know they they dispersed 1200 way back in what March, and then now it was, it's it was a little after March, yeah, probably April. April, so uh, April to Let's end of the time. year. We got fact checkers here. Yeah, it was early in the the, the, the pandemic, quote unquote. So it, it could be April. I'm, I'm gonna say April. I want to say April too. I don't know. I know that shit gone now. <laughs> but it's still like, okay, now it's December and you give half of it and people have been sur- trying to survive. 
you know what I'm saying? Like small businesses have been closing. You're telling people to stay at home, but you're not supporting the small businesses who... Yeah, it was April. Yeah, April. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, you can get all this money. You know, it's just, nigga, they're just playing with people's faces, playing in people's faces. Like people are just not, you know, really fucking with it. If you're going to tell people to stay home and lock shit down, then you should support mm-hmm. while things are locked down. Yeah, man. You're making it a mandate to where people can't go to work and then you're not doing it. And that's what the, and it's crazy. This is what the conservatives have been saying all the time. Like, that's why they've been so anti-mask, anti-lockdown, anti, you know what I'm saying? Because they're like, you're not giving us away. And they're awake to that shit. They understand that if people don't work in a company and places aren't open, no one's generating money. And yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Nice, guys. But uh, going over another topic that uh, you know we saw in 2020 that was positive, we saw that people need people need human contact. Human, we're, mm-hmm. we're people need to see each other. We need to see family. We love, you know, we need to see our friends. We need to be in environments where we can embrace people. You know, uh, before then, you know, people were, you know, quote unquote, that the it was cool to be a loner. Right? You didn't want to be around niggas, or you didn't want to go to the party, or you be like, you would hit the oh, who there, who are there, and then you know, play like you about to go to sleep, or you're not going to function and things like that. Mm-hmm. But as we see now in 2020, that we we miss each other. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we miss human interactions, like you know, except for certain places such as except you know, for Atlanta, Atlanta. <laughs> they've been getting it. <laughs> you know, people been Atlanta been the joke, but it's like this shit ain't stopped, bro. Compound still open. The strip clubs are still open. Still open. So either Atlanta not testing, or they're not reporting numbers, or they got something going on there that you know maybe they are Wakanda or some shit. <laughs> Child of Ti. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, it just seems like you know people need to be around people. And I hope, hopefully, when things open back up, you know, and things become higher, opening up looks like I want people to, you know, embrace their friends. You know, what I'm saying, go to the kickback that maybe last year you would be BSing on, or you know, the party that someone or the dinner that somebody invited you to that you probably would have hit the who are there. You just say I'm going anyways, you know, just to be around people, and hopefully. You know, in 2021, we will see less destruction in terms of people just being violent towards each other. I do remember, like, you know, Dave Chappelle said said this in his in his SNL uh, opening. So, do you remember what it was like for 2020? Niggas was shooting shit up. It was bad, though. School shootings, all of that. Like, like I remember that. I was like, damn, that was like. Not even a year ago. And that was the biggest topic, like mass shootings and school shootings. That so, was like the number one thing. Yeah, bro. And as we, I don't know if you're paying attention to the news, like on Christmas Day, some uh, somebody blew up downtown Nashville. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suicide bomb. I, yeah, I, I, I don't and then that. like there was a shooting in, in, in a bowling alley in Illinois. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, outside of Chicago. Like, it's just like, okay, I hopefully, you know, we spend all this time telling people to sit inside. We do Zoom and things like that. You, you Hopefully in 2021, we'll get back to the place where people can really just love on each other. So 
I take that. I'm gonna spin that as a positive. Mm. Another one is a job innovations. So a lot of jobs, especially in the tech industry and uh, most jobs, honestly, um, that you where you don't have to be quote unquote working with people. Um, you know, you work on a computer most of the day or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? They would tell you there was no work from home policy. But now as we yeah. see we send everybody home and uh, production hasn't decreased, it's only increased. Mm -hmm. People have, jobs have to get really innovative and, uh, and forward, and forward thinking. Um, so I, I, I appreciate 2020 for kind of forcing companies and CEOs to really think about their employees and like, you know, working from home in that sense. I know Terry, you haven't had to, you know, work from home uh, yet, but you know, uh, I, you. Yeah, cause I'm, I'm still technically, I'm in one of those, I forgot the fucking term. The fucking term. They tried to say I was an essential worker and that I was in a sector of the economy that could whatever, whatever. Really just bullshit. What I what I what I have to do is hands on. I, I handle actual files, actual yes. actual physical things that need to be transported from place to place. Okay. But um you're one hundred percent like corporate America is changing. Like I, I guess they didn't want people to work from home because they couldn't keep their eye on them. They couldn't clock their bathroom yeah. breaks and how many times yeah. they were at their desk and they just give you a task and they want, they want, they want to fill it. They want to, if your salary or if your hourly, if your salary, they want you to earn that whole salary. You know what I'm saying? By, by working how many ever hours they deem it takes for you to get the job done. But shit, if I, if you pay me a salary, I get my job done at 11 in the morning. That was my task for the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, um, it's a new world, man. And they're going to be office buildings and office parks packed with people. What are they going to do with all them goddamn office parks? That's a good, like, less something where our jobs are going to have to come up and realize, all right, well, It's probably going to decrease the number of people, or they're going to go in shifts, like, three days a week, you, three days a week, other people. Yeah, like, whatever, in terms of my but, job, they haven't really figured out, or they haven't told us what they're planning on doing. I'm cool with, like, a three-day on, two-day back in the office type of deal. Like, I do miss it in home human interaction with, like, my teammates. But I don't yeah. need to be in the office every day, as you can see. Like, I still can be productive at the crib. And that allows yeah. me to actually feel like a human in terms of, you know, if I need to run to the off, run to the store real quick, or, you know, have appointments or something like that. Or if I have children that are sick, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think parents and parents are really value, uh, valuing it, the, the ability to work from home. Yeah, but see that school shit, that is the, the other side of that coin because these kids need to be in person. Yeah. Kids need I to be in person because that's something that like the attention span of children, just in general, but like the kids are rambunctious. They're they're active. You know, I know how I fucking was in school. If it, if I was if the motherfucking teacher wasn't in front of me, <laughs> bruh, I'm not paying the fucking attention. If she didn't come over, if she didn't come over every 15 minutes and tell me to stay on task, bro, that would be my on my report card every time. It's like Terry did it, but he doesn't stay on task. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If there's not someone physically there to keep me on task, you know what I'm saying? So the other side of that, you know, as for adults who are, you know what I'm saying, we, we worked our way through the school system. We understand what it takes to be successful in our task or our, our objective and goals, especially when it comes to our jobs. But kids, they're, they're complete opposite. Yeah, I, I sympathize for the, the men and women who have to take care of their kids all damn day and get them to pay attention. So 
salute to the like I don't I don't have any kids, so I you know all I have is a dog that be minding her damn business. Oh, there. shout out Lulu. How Lulu, man? She all right, man. You know what I'm saying? She, she all right. How does she feel with you being there all the time? She can't oh, do she her. Love it. What you mean? Oh, what she loves it. She okay, can live on somebody she... all day. I thought she can't do her life of pet shit, you know, because when they, when you're not around, she probably got a whole life. Oh, she ain't living her goddamn best life, to be honest, brother. Oh, okay. Um, good life. <clears throat> Nextly, I want to, you know, I wanted to talk about something really positive and the fact that we've been getting a lot of nasty niggas out of here. This is true. 2020, yes, a lot of nasty uh, niggas. 2020 got a lot of nasty niggas out here, you know, Harvey Weinstein, Jerry Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell. Now you gotta get his name right. His name not Jerry Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein, I'm sorry. Jeffrey. I don't know. Jeff- Maybe we're getting Jeffrey Tubin and him mixed up. <laughs> Whatever, you know what Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Epstein. What was that? Yeah, it's Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell. Um who was uh Robert Kelly. Yeah, Robert. No. Bill Cosby. I remember there was a little run on social media where it was like an exposed page. I don't know how how factual the the information on the Instagram was, but it was a wave of like these pages popping up in every area. Like, yo, if you've been sexually assaulted, you can talk about put the men out right now. Like expose the men who sexually. Assaulted. Oh yeah, they were doing like a DMV sexual yeah, DMV assault page. Yeah, DMV sexual assault page or rape page, and like dudes who was grimy and doing fucked up shit, they got exposed, and not just raping, but just preying on underage girls or whatever it may have been. Twenty twenty was definitely a year of getting fucked niggas up out of here when it comes to that sexual deviant shit and just yeah behaving improperly when it comes to that. I appreciate that, man. Gotta get these. You gotta, you gotta put the pressure on them. Put the pressure on them. You Yo, know, sex niggas, trafficking too. You know, what I'm saying is the highlighted on sex traffickers, and you know, you know when black girls was just disappearing out of nowhere. Everybody was on full alert. You know. Yeah. Also, uh, this is a time where, um, as black people, we're not dealing with white people shit. <laughs> Especially How so? Especially in terms of using the N-word or calling us N-words. Terry, you recently brought up a video of a man getting slapped by a can of I believe it was an Arizona can. It was it was a damn, it was, that might have been the most sentimental moment I've had in 2020, 2020. Bruh kept saying nigga in the seven like he was in convenience store 7-Eleven. And the dude was like, he looked like he was fed up. Fed up and he took that, that can of Arizona and rocked that nigga with it. And he did not know where he was at. Then he proceeded to get him on the ground and, and you know what I'm saying, choke him out, beat him up. And but uh, you know, like it seems like I know black people have always had fight and resistance in us, but it's like the tolerance is just it's negative. Tolerance you know what I'm saying? Dead. Yeah, it's it's dead. The tolerance is negative, especially for you know what I'm saying, in in public. We seen how Karen okay, Karen has been a part of 2020 heavily. Karen yeah. There's been a, a major resistance to these Karens, these passive aggressive women and men, white men out here doing shit like just not letting black people live. You know what I'm saying? Like being nosy, getting in their business, fucking what, the delivery truck driver, Amazon driver, UPS driver, y'all motherfucking harassing, like, what are you doing in this neighborhood, bitch? I'm in a UPS uniform, I'm delivering packages, though. 
I don't give a fuck if this is a majority white neighborhood. I'm doing my job and you need to take your ass back in your house and, and fucking, I don't know, watch whatever type of pornography middle-aged white women watch. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. probably black porn. Most likely. Listen, you <laughs> but, know, uh, I don't know, you probably didn't upload it, but I said that flagrant take about three years ago. About Chris, me, about me, Chris about said that the, the biggest evil in the world was like white women. <laughs> he didn't, and I was like, damn, son, you going, you going that hard on him? Like, I, this is when I was still, I was the middle, I was the, the passive side between him and Dot. You know what I'm saying? I was playing the low end, and, and him and, and Dot was the high end. And I was like, yo, trying to calm them down so they, before they say something like out of pocket. But that was one of the ones that, that holds up. It holds up for sure. The hot take was real hot. Well, they're the scourge of the world. I just said they're the person. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, we have a bigger platform than I did last year. My, 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 my take still stands. Um, besides, we got nasty niggas out of here, man. We realized we got uh, one. We got a, our first black VP. With Kamala Harris, regardless Kamala. of how you feel, uh, Kamala, regardless of how you feel about her politics, um, and you know who else who is the president currently, she is a African American slash Indian. Do you need woman, a real background? <laughs> uh, vice president. So you know, shout shout to her to be the first of anything in twenty twenty is still a crazy uh, stat. Yeah, and uh-huh. to get to that level, like, cause you know how much vetting you gotta go through to be a vice president, yeah. nominee, and just to be a senator, you know, like she, she checked off a lot of boxes. She's an HBCU alum. The AKA. Um, um, she's an AKA. I mean, um, just imagine they, they, like you said, they they did a whole bunch of vetting, and you know, regardless of politics in her. Her, um, what she did as a, what was she, a DA, not a DA, but a prosecutor. Um, there was no, like. she became a DA later, yeah. Yeah, there was no, like, she got three illegitimate children come out, or, like, her husband ain't got three side bitches, or, like, she ain't, you know, pay her taxes for 20 years, something like that. No, like, real scandals. Come out yeah, about man. clean. So that's that like, you know, as we we got away from that because of you know the current establishment having so much bad shit and so yeah. much crazy shit in their background that we kind of just put it to the background, like let's just focus on politics, but like or you know, or that it was a big focus about you know the current you know establishment. Cause they had all a whole bunch of shit going on, and we wasn't able yeah, to keep man. up. You seen how all them? Yeah, a lot of the a lot of people in his cabinet and his campaign got locked up. But just for the record, Kamala, Kamala is partnering a lot. Yeah, he's Kamala Harris is African American, Indian American, and Asian American descent. So, so she you know, she checked off three four three boxes or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to her. You know what I'm saying? I think they they probably want to. I think. <laughs> This is my conspiracy mind working right now. They probably think Joe not gonna be long staying in office no longer than two years. So she's probably the best he's the candidate. president ever elected. Yeah, so he's you he got like two years. 
they they're trying to get her ready to take over in two years, bro. Listen, they probably got an extra heart on standby for him, extra yeah. lungs, liver, kidneys. That man gonna get a transplant for anybody on any transplant list. Some shit happen to him. But I'm saying we don't wish nothing bad on anybody, but that was a big that was a win for 2020. Yeah. Um last couple of things I got that were that were good on the list. You know, a lot of regardless of, you know, so the pandemic, there are a lot of people that did lose a lot of money. There are a lot of people that are, you know, struggling right now that are going, you know, working their ass off to, you know, stay above water. There were a lot of people that got money in 2020. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of money given to people and specifically black people. I want to, you know, I want to shout out specifically, you know, Megan Thee Stallion. She, she, she got the bag this year, you know what I'm saying? Little baby. Pay, pay her like she weigh. Pay her like <laughs> well, let's she not, weigh. Let's, let's not, uh, let's not shame her weight. Yeah, I don't know. Justifies herself. I love, uh, she's, a, she's a great person. I don't, you know how much she weigh? I don't care. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But continue, you said Megan, especially yeah, the, entertainment, a lot of niggas. Little baby got the bag this year. He had a great year. Um, who else? Let's see, Charlamagne the God. He got a, he resigned to his you know radio station, but he also created a whole platform for other people uh, called the Black Fed Podcast. You know, same platform of black centric podcast. Mm-hmm. He got the bag. He giving other people bag the bag. I know the 85 South Show, they got the bag, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, in the NBA, of course, every, you know, free agency shows you that NBA money still is very long. Yeah. Hey, listen, if your kids are playing football versus basketball, you might want to leave to basketball because some contracts can be guaranteed and the, the results of injuries, but um, for sure in the NBA, we've seen the most $200 million contracts I've ever seen. I mean, this they're they creating new terms for these this amount of money they're giving out. Super max. Like how you go, I thought max was the maximum, but now the super maximum. You know what I'm saying? So two hundred million dollar contracts, Giannis, Paul George. Uh, Giannis, Giannis got the most money ever mm-hmm. in a contract this year. And pandemic. also, yeah, and I was talking shit about the NFL, but Patrick Mahomes got to over two hundred million dollar contract. Uh last year, Russell Wilson signed a two hundred million dollar contract. So Certain positions and, and and you can get the money in NFL, but for sure unprecedented amount of money coming in. And and this is when the rev because of COVID, I know the revenue is down for the yep. NBA. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that they're still getting out these bags is just sees the potential for the future just is still upward. Uh I said versus too when we were talking earlier, yeah, you know, Timberland yep. and Swiss Beats, they created through the pandemic uh, um an entertainment experience that's completely new um and it started with two people on their phones and it's just you see how it's grown it's two people on a live set with production and a budget and you know what i'm saying and all black artists yep has not been black a, owned an art black owned there has not a black concept there has not been any artists that have not been in the hip-hop r&b community and legends you know what i'm saying so we see how the pandemic has produced a lot, a lot. This a very positive thing. Very positive thing. Shout out to Versus. Things to shit that we thought we would never see. 
Hell yeah, man. Shout out to Teddy Riley. Shout out to Babyface. Shout out to the early ones. Yeah. That made it that made it what it is. You know what I'm saying? You know what Teddy saying? Riley and Babyface was my favorite one. That I liked. <laughs> That was that was a great one. I like Sean Garrett and uh, Neo. I Just because Sean was... Garrett was in his bag, <laughs> you made me listen to some Neo tonight, man. Sean Garrett was in his bag talking all type of shit for no reason. But listen, I understand the reason, cause my nigga, this right here, any type of liquor, liquid, liquor, bro, you will start saying shit that you, uh, the liquor, the spirits will will take over your body. Sean Garrett was sweating and shit, nose all in the camera. <laughs> my man was sweating like, I, I, my favorite, I, I'm gonna start, nigga was sweating like James Brown in that one photo, looking like grease, like a, like some grease leather. But uh, yeah, man, shout classic shit. Shout out to Wiz and Switch, man. Thank you for giving that. You know, this is something that, yeah, like I said, we would never receive. We would never thought, we, we thought we would never see Gucci and Jeezy on the stage together. Oh yeah, that's something too. That's the top five. Yeah, we thought we would never see Monica and Brandy on a stage together again. Like you know what I'm saying? Just breaking barriers and music and black culture in general. So that's that only happened in 2020. So people were making money or people were innovating. So one hundred percent. I mean, the last couple things I got, man, is uh, keep it on the media side. You know, there were, you know, when we were in the thick of the lockdown, we as a, a world were watching kind of the same media together, right? Uh-huh. The same television shows. This is when Tiger King, the phenomenon of Tiger King pulled up. Carol Baskin. Carol, <laughs> Carol Baskin? Goddamn bitch. I, I, you know, it's crazy. I found myself re-watching that shit last week. <laughs> Yo, he that is, shit was crazy, bro. Like that was a moment in time. Like we all still want to know where Carol Baskin's husband is at. He's dead. You know she what I'm saying? We and then like this is one of the like. Also, I don't know if you were paying attention. You know, there was a time where uh, there was a documentary, "Don't Fuck with the Cats," where mm-hmm. you know there a group of people were on the internet trying to find a serial killer because he started posting pictures of videos on YouTube about himself killing cats, but it turned to a story of he really was killing people. You know what I'm saying? And the people online created a community and found the serial killer. You know what I'm saying? That was a documentary uh, moment in time. I don't know if you're, like Netflix really had the bag at one point at, at, mm-hmm. during the early lockdown, because that's all we oh, had. Oh yeah, they had everybody locked in. Everybody was on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? Okay. There was a show called Love is Blind. Um, that was when um, Love is Blind was uh, where the dude was a bisexual and he was and he and he ain't tell the shorty. Yes. Fact, I never watched that. I'm gonna go back and watch that. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, there's also the circle. The circle is when they had the, like that social media show where they were trying to. Uh, they had everybody locked in like one apartment space with like mm-hmm. multiple apartments, but they were talking, interacting through social media profiles yeah. and you know people were you know basically voting each other off and things like that that was a moment i mean there was a whole bunch of moments in time you know what I'm saying remember when everything Ooh. was damn boy <laughs> my knee hit the, hit the table uh i mean you remember when everything was cake i don't know if you remember that moment you know what i'm saying that was cake. 
Remember they were like on Instagram. Oh yeah, they were turning everything into fucking cake. You know, terrorists were terrorizing the timeline. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Just making it. everything cake. Yeah, that was a moment in time. Just Social media has definitely kept us sustained in just some form of connection. Because I would say this has been a good, like, as much shit as we talk about Twitter ain't how it used to be, this year of Twitter has been, because of COVID and because of the ways we've been in the house, Twitter has been consistent most every day. The jokes have been consistent, bro. Yeah, I just seen a picture of a nigga with a horrible fade. And I made a good joke about his hair, a good joke about his hair. So, yeah. And uh, and if it, our listeners can remember any other moments in time where it was like everybody was talking about one thing, you know, let us know. I can't remember at the moment. You know, it's been a long year. Uh, positivity. We know the mm-hmm. negative events, so let's keep it positive. The last thing. Uh, this is a uh, you know for our our community. Well, everybody's community with the decriminalization of marijuana in multiple states. Yeah. And Oregon just saying fuck it to everything. <laughs> Dope. Dog food. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, weed has been something that has been plagued, uh, plaguing the black community for so long when it's just a harmless plant. And now we're seeing that you know states are decriminalizing it. And you know, we hopefully will see that that leads to the releasing of people that were locked up for weed. Because you know, weed is weed is not coke, it's not heroin, it's not, you know, feta fentanyl, you know what I'm saying? It's just you get high. And I think the US is realizing you can make probably when the US is realizing you can make more if you decriminalize these things, you'll probably make more money in the long run than locking niggas up for a, you know, a gram or so. Locking up niggas for weed forever, man. Send a nigga to jail for you weed. know what I'm saying? So, salute to those, uh, those states. You know, we visited a state that was on the forefront. Shout out to Denver. You know what I'm saying? They, they I think they got, great. I think they, I think they let great state of Colorado. Be, they let mushrooms be uh, legalized too. We were there. I think it was the first week they started it. Mushrooms and psychedelic shit was legal. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna try it one day. I need to be in a safe environment. Mushrooms, yeah, like nature for sure. Like going to like the botanical gardens or something and taking shrooms would be cool. Um, going somewhere in the forest, but like not like out in the woods. I think yeah. it would be cool. One hundred percent. So, um, you know. Things were very dreary in 2020, but I think uh, if you take a look at some of the positives, there are some things that, you know, we can look forward to 2021 and hopefully, you know, we'll get back to the way things are, but we'll keep, you know, the positive going. It was a pandemic for some people. I said band. Scammers, We I think we said a little bit, but I'm sure the scammers, scammers were probably very happy about the pandemic and all the PPP loans. Oh, they going to jail. But if they scam right, there'll be a buffer and hopefully they don't get caught. I'm not hoping that. Yeah, still from the government. But, um, damn, let me not say that. Uh, but, uh, it was a pandemic. I'll to say, to say, I'll just say that it was a pandemic for some. 100%. Yeah. Um, that's just more. Well, that's all I got, man, for the, the for this year. 
if anybody that's listening, you see you had a positive, you know, people got married, people had babies. You know what I'm saying life continued for the most part, even though we lost a lot of people. But you know, we're yeah, still man. alive. You're still alive if you're listening. You know I'm saying all you can do is keep moving forward, baby. So, and we're happy that you're here. We're happy that you're listening. We're happy that you tapped in with us, that you listened throughout this whole year. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully we gave y'all some entertainment too to get y'all through, you know what I'm saying, these days, whether you was working from home or you had to go out in the world every day. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So let's, as we wind down this episode, I got one question to ask. Uh, let's see. Start with some. I had a question. I don't like that question now. Uh, let's go to my handy dandy email, and let's see if I can find a question to ask handy us. So we email. Who are you? Who are you? Are you Chris's Chris's clues? Blues Chris, blue Chris clues, blue Chris clues. Ah, here we go. My hand All right. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. The question asks, my boyfriend can't cook. Not because he's, so my boyfriend can't cook, not because he's lazy, but because he doesn't have the skill he was never okay. taught. Can you pause what are some you? ways or meal ideas to encourage him to keep trying and help him get better? Mm. First of all, he ain't supposed to cook. Woman's supposed to be in the kitchen doing the laundry, take care of kids, <laughs> folding the drawers. You know what I'm saying? You could do a garden. You're supposed to be in the garden growing some food to cook. Or you know what I'm saying? Hanging the clothes out on the line, laundry. You know, you should be able what you what woman should have got for Christmas was a goddamn iron and an ironing board. And you know that like that little thing that they sell in stores to do a proper fold? Uh-huh. Like the the the, the little board. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she's talking about her boyfriend don't cook. You need to be cooking. Where your grandma recipes? Oh, you keeping a gangster? Ain't nobody hearing that shit. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody. Listen, I just watched the uh, Ma Rainey movie. Ain't nobody studying this woman. With Chad, R.P. Chad with Bozeman. Ain't nobody studying. Talking about my boyfriend don't cook. He don't need to cook. Do he work? The light bulb, a doorknob, the filters in the in the AC joint, change oil, the tires, and get it, deliver the dick. That's all he need to do. Yo ass need to be in the kitchen. Mm. That's what I gotta say. <laughs> Terry, so you don't cook? Nah, I cook. <laughs> <laughs> I was. How did the kids say that was a lot of cap? Yeah, a lot of kids. That was a lot of kids. That was a lot of kids at. But um, get a nigga a goddamn recipe. Recipes are not hard to follow. They are not hard to follow. They tell you step by step what to do. The 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 biggest part about cooking is just getting the seasoning right and the times right. Make sure you don't overdo things or underdo things. Just give the give the food the right amount of time for everything for the chemistry to come together. So uh, tell that nigga to listen. And they're great. There are great food shows. How about turn the food channel on in your goddamn house? Watch how them motherfuckers. That's my recommendation. Turn to the food channel more and then follow the goddamn recipe. Watch videos online. It's not fucking hard to cook. It's really yeah. not. If you could, if you could uh I was about to say, 
If you cut a brick of coke, you can you can cut some goddamn you can cut cut some fish up and put the shit in the pan or put it in the oven and bake it. It ain't that hard. Yeah, like you said, bro, cooking is not that difficult. It's not. I think uh, if you want to really get him into the spirit of cooking, make it a make it a couple activity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go to go to a cooking class. Maybe cook butt naked. You know what I'm saying? Put a you know. That's what, what I was gonna say. You know, cooking, cooking your cooking your panties. Be like, you can't eat this until you cook something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can you can you can you can grab on some booty when you grab on some of these uh these garlic or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or some you can't grab these biscuits until you make these biscuits. You know what I'm saying? You can't eat these yams until you open the can. Facts. Literally. Facts. There's a lot of sexual food references we can make. You know what I mean? Definitely, you can, you know, she can flick the bean. You know what I'm saying? Flick the bean, yep. String bean. No eggplants in the kitchen. No eggplants between my legs. Until you chop, until you put the eggplants in the pan. Yeah. So you definitely experience, and then eventually he's gonna he's gonna want to cook more because it's some probably something that he finds enjoyable. And you know, when you cook your own food, there's a certain certain amount of pride that comes yes. with it. Yes. fire. So men love pride, you know, especially we love our ego. So if you, I remember the first time I made a fire meal. And I cooked for a, a young lady, and she said it was delicious. That's a great feeling. I didn't even need to fuck. My ego was satisfied. So <laughs> hey. I still fucked. But like, you know what I'm saying? My ego was satisfied. But so. the, the accomplishment of the look, especially when you cook something and actually, especially when you cook something for the first time, or it comes, it comes out good. And also, like, say you make, what I do is I'll make something once. And then I'll know what I should have did differently. Then I'll go back and change that, and it'll come out better the next time. Yeah. I enjoy that. I'm like, yo, I made it. I tried this this time, and it was way better. So, yeah. um, cooking can like, and I don't know if you've ever, if anybody followed me, the 240 people that followed me on Twitter, <laughs> I've said like, I hate cooking. I really dislike cooking. It's not enjoyable to me, and that hasn't changed. But I know that payoff at the end after I make a good meal and that shit tastes fire. It's worth me hating the process of chopping shit and preheating shit and putting oil in the pan and just cutting this and separate to the side and then cleaning dishes after all of that. It's it's worth it once it once I finish the food. So yeah. And ask him how his budget. Ask him ask him what his bank account looked like because you can't eat out all the fucking time, boy. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna spend more money that way. So unless this nigga got money. He gonna have to learn to cook one day, one one way or the other. So, uh, shout out to this young lady. Hopefully, she does all right, and um, hopefully, he learns how to cook somewhere. So, uh, Terry, do you have anything to end off the year with a spiritual <sighs> moment? And start um, our year right next week. Do I have something to end the year off with? Sure, I do. Why not? So I've recently been reading uh, this plan. It's like a reading plan that they have on the Bible app, and it's called Dating, Navigating Life and Love in the Modern Age. So it, it just really talks about putting God into your relationships. And at the end of each day of reading, they ask you questions. So instead of giving you some mm-hmm. advice, I'm going to ask you guys, 
some questions and maybe you can answer them on your own time. And I thought they were really good from my little devotional I've been reading. Um, and I'm going to start with this day. It was a really good day. I'm going to read. So ask yourself these questions. And this isn't just for people in relationship. This is for people who are looking for relationships and people who are dating people. As we just had, we had a lot of tender conversations. We had a little tender conversation today. So ask yourself, have you been hurt in dating relationships? Question mark. Have you learned? What have you learned from those experiences? And I found it good for you to write these answers out so you know you can kind of express yourself a little better. Um, what is your motive in wanting to date? Are your motives healthy? Why or why not? And the third question, the last two questions are, what can you help, what can help evaluate a person as a potential mate? What hopes do you have for the future as you consider dating someone? So Mazel Talks is giving you some homework or you can just answer these questions off the top of your head. Have you been hurt in dating? What have you learned from those experiences? What is your motive in wanting to date? And are your motives healthy? Why or why not? And what can you, what can help evaluate a person as a potential mate? And what do you have for the future as you consider dating someone? Now, as someone who was single for a very long time, you know what I'm saying? I went through the process of dating. It was, uh, I had my ups and downs. You know what I'm saying? I had my shortcomings. I had my bad matches and all that shit. And it's really just part of the process. And I think if there's one thing we learned from 2020, is that our personal relationships are the ones that really matter the most to us. And especially those interpersonal dating, romantic relationships are ones that we probably put a lot of ourselves into even more than our family relationships. So I think is we, we talk about toxic all the time and what's bad for us and it's toxic this and toxic that. But really, really going through the process of what you're looking for and asking yourself certain questions can help you in your dating life. And we all know that sex is always on everyone's mind and everybody wants to fuck and everybody wants to have a, a sexy joint, a bad joint on their arm and wants to level up and be couples goals and da 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 da. We all know we want all of that, but you gotta start with a foundation. And I think those questions might help you start with a good foundation going from 2020 into 2021. Thank you, Terry. Uh, for our listeners, I want you to write these questions down. Terry, if you can, uh, maybe yeah, rewind that. Write the questions down. Yeah, write the write, you know, rewind it. Write the questions down and get back to us with those questions, or you can keep them internally, wherever yeah, you man. feel you know you want to start the year off right. But I want to say thank you guys for listening to us this year. You guys had a great holiday. Hopefully we provided you with some laughs, with some insight, with some some thoughts you didn't have before. If we pissed you off, I want you to know too. You know what I'm saying? If we, we said some fuck shit, let us know too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm here for all conversations for us to get better and to provide y'all with better content for uh, 2021. And um, as we wrap off, you know, I still want to say we're looking for a third mic. We're, we got merch on the way. And you know, remember, on a path to player them, there are three rules to success. Stay true to yourself, stay true to the code, and wear a mask, man. So we'll see you next year, baby. You know, thank you, y'all. Peace. Peace.
Rich niggas, black bar mitzvahs, Mosul Tarp is a celebration, bitches. Naheim, I wish for you a hundred years of success, but it's my time. Cheers, toast to crime. Number one, D-boy, shame you can rhyme. The rock boys in the building tonight. Oh, what a feeling, I'm feeling life. You don't even gotta bring your paper out. We the dope boys of the year, drinks is on the house. The rock boys in the building tonight. Killing, I'm killing this ice. Hey. You don't even gotta bring your purses out. We the dope boys of the year. Drinks is on the 